0: hello fans of the beautiful game welcome to episode nine of the dkb footy show and um what an eventful weekend we had very interesting games a lot of goals a lot of things to talk about and um, i'll just get straight into it i'll start with uh, the premier league and i think there's only one place to start with the premier league over the weekend and that was uh, manchester united versus brighton um, they lost three goals to two against Brighton, and um, as a United fan, that was a very disappointing match to watch. Honestly, um, leading up to the season, I didn't really expect too much from the season because of the way Mourinho had been complaining about transfers, the lack of transfers as well, and just the general mood and atmosphere in at the camp. It just looked very, very sad. Very, um. Very gloomy I would say. And so I didn't really expect too much from this season. And after the last time I was alright. We won two one. Man, pretty easy game. We controlled it well. But I did not expect this shit show against Brighton. It was so bad. It was unbelievably bad. Like the first goal was just comedic. In fact the first two goals were just were just hilarious to concede. Even before the first goal um Lukaku had that chance um to finish it up, and he he went to the, he went for the near post and it was a very bad miss typical lukaku when when he's good it's awesome to watch, but then when he's bad like it's so it's horrible he looks like a division one player sometimes so yeah the um opening two goals they came in very very quick succession as well. The first one was a nice finish from um glenn murray i would say but the the way they were able to get in behind on the left wing and get that cross in was just disappointing and this guy um what's the defender's name lindelof he's just so sometimes he's just he's just like ill suited to the premier league he was just ball watching for that first goal And it was a disappointing goal to concede. The way Glenn Murray was able to lose his marker and have just essentially a free free hit into the goal, it was disappointing defending. The second one was just as bad. I mean, it was from a set piece. How many goals have... We conceded from set pieces, even since last season, we conceded a lot of goals from set pieces. You would think for a Mourinho team that defense and defending set pieces would be a non-issue. You think that would just be very easy because his teams in the past have always been good at dealing with, um, with crosses in and so forth. But since he came to Man United, I, even that part of his game has just been so bad. He hasn't been able to coach a good defense. And it was exemplified here as well. Very um, stupid goal to concede. And then towards the... Um, later on in the first half, Lukaku got an equalizer. And we were like, OK, nice. Like, game on. It's um, There's still a long way to go. And we can definitely score again and even go on to win. But then, <laughs> out of nowhere, Bailly just decides to switch off his brain and just goes on... With that tackle, like that was a crazy tackle to to make in that situation in the box, where it wasn't even necessarily a goal scoring opportunity that the um, Brighton player had. So why did you? He just like stuck out his foot, and that was just so annoying to watch. Unbelievable defending, Baye as well. He, since his first season, where he just looked excellent. He looked like um he was going to be a world class defender in the making. But since then, uh oh, I don't know what to say hes he's had injury problems, and even when he's played, he's just been so defensively frail, and yeah, it was a bad game three one um fine three one the first half ended that way, second half came in, and Brighton just allowed Man United to have the whole the ball they held all possession, but they couldn't even struggle to create one decent chance. They finally managed to score in the last minute with the the penalty from Pogba, and that was really it. And then the shot from Pogba as well, earlier in the half, those are really the only two um, opportunities that I can say stood out for me in the whole second half. When you're a big team like that chasing a game, like why can't you even create chances? It seems like this team doesn't even have an identity. They don't know what they're doing. The players just... It's like Marino just tells them, oh, I like, go into the field, kick the ball, and let's see what happens. So, what do you expect? I mean, it was a really, really bad game. 3 2 was very much, it was a very much deserved loss. And um, funny enough, that wasn't even the most interesting talking part of the match. It was the post match um, comments from Paul Pogba. Where he was very honest, he was brutally honest when asked about the performance. He said his attitude was not bad. Sorry, he said his attitude was bad and the whole team's attitude as well. He took took the blame, he took ownership of the whole situation. He took the fall. But then after the match, um, after those comments, I don't know why so many people had an issue with him saying that the attitude was poor. I mean, yes, I understand. Yeah, Football players, the attitude should never be in question. That should be a given in every every week. But we all know that that's not always the case. We've seen bad performances where a small team beats a big team. And it's just obvious that that big, bigger team was just not up for the task. They were not mentally ready for the match. And this was an example. And Pogba was honest. He came out and said our attitude was wrong. And all of a sudden just this barrage of um of attacks on him from schools Neville, so many others saying oh he shouldn't have said that so what was he supposed to say he was he supposed to lie like what could he have said was he supposed to say oh we deserve to win and we were unlucky when we obviously know that was not the case he came out and and told the truth and they still attacked him for that i can understand attacking him for his performance which was piss poor he was shit during the match But to attack him because he said the attitude was wrong. What else was he supposed to say? I don't don't really understand. He was telling the truth. Every time people complain that, oh, managers like to just, um, they lie. They never say the truth after they lose. They always say they were unlucky or the referee screwed them over or something. But this guy came out and said, our attitude was bad. We did not deserve to win the match. And then he gets attacked for it. Like, can Pogba do anything right in Man United? I don't I don't understand. I mean, criticize his performances, that's fair with me. But when he is coming to attack him because he said the attitude was not right, I don't understand what you expected him to say. I really don't get it. But then after that, menorayola you know, came out and um, put out his own opinion, which I'm sure Pogba had nothing to do with. Um, Rayola came out and said that, Course could not spot a leader, even if Winston Churchill was standing in front of him. And yeah, that led to a whole nother case, which I really don't want to get into because I want to talk about other things. But yeah, Man United is just in shambles right now. And I really don't know what is truly wrong with the club. I can't pinpoint the actual problem. You could say it's Mourinho, but before Mourinho came, it's not like we were winning leagues all um left right and center he came to basically handle this ship that was rocking that was sinking and he, he came to to basically level the ship to handle the um circumstances and to take man united to the heights that they used to be in and it hasn't gone that way but it's not completely him i blame i definitely blame ed woodward as well i mean like, my United doesn't even have a director of football, which is disappointing in my opinion. Every other top club in the league has a director of football. Edward Woodward is not a football guy. It's obvious. He just... He's trying to, like, follow the Galacticos model of um, Florentino Perez, where he just tries to snap up every star player that is available. Not really thinking about team chemistry, thinking about a plan. He just wants the names. He He just wants to... Basically, he just wants the publicity, which I don't know i it really pisses me off because I don't think that's what I don't think a Premier League club can afford to do that with the level of competition that's there. Real Madrid can afford to do it because their only real competition is Barcelona, so they know they're always going to be first or second, okay, they came third last season, but they're always going to be first or second. they're always going to be challenging. Every coach has ample time to put in any philosophy that he believes in. In the Premier League, you don't have that time. There's way too much competition. You can lose to any freaking team. So you have to have a plan in place. You have to have a philosophy. Your transfer plan has to... Your transfer um policy has to be with that plan in mind. And we... I don't know. I just struggle to see the direction in, in United. So honestly, I blame Edward Ed Red more than any other individual in the team. He needs to set aside his interests in on the pitch and just focus solely on my united as a global brand because in that department he's excellent he's just a genius in marketing he's able to get these deals that um, are just so beneficial so profitable to the club but football nah i mean i guess um, we're hiring a technical uh, technical director very soon so i hope they do that as soon as possible so that there's actually somebody who knows what the fuck he's doing in that club. But anyways, I don't want to run too much on Man United. Let's move forward. There were other good games in the league. Chelsea versus Arsenal. London derby. That was a very entertaining match. <laughs> it was basically no defense in that whole match. Um, Chelsea came up with the win 3-2. But honestly, Arsenal, Arsenal, as poor as they were in the first half, they could have ended the first half 5, five goals to 2 in the lead. But they definitely they missed their chances a lot. Obama Young missed so many sitters. Mkhitaryan missed he his goal was actually the most difficult chance that um Arsenal created in that whole first half. But yeah, um Chelsea won it in the end. The second half in the second half I think they were much the better side. They created a lot of opportunities and they deserved to win the match. So yeah, that was a very good derby. Um, both teams still have a lot of work to do, especially in the defense. When Emery is still unsure as as to what his best starting eleven is, he definitely needs to bench Shaka, um, in my opinion, and play Torreira more. And Gwenduzi he just keeps looking very impressive. He's a pretty good player. I like him a lot. Um, but yeah, I think they need to um Chelsea as well needs to fix that defense because oh my god like every single attack Arsenal made they look like they could concede so yeah they need to um, fix that up but yeah that was a good game um Man City 6 Huddersfield 1 Manchester City they look like they're gonna win the league again I, I it pains me to say this but they're just way too good they eat every team alive like look at the squad he even put out he was able to not play Sterling, Sané, and Mares, and they still won six goals to one. Like, that's just crazy. The amount of depth that team has is unbelievable. Aguero came up with a hat-trick. What a legend that guy is. By far the best foreign player to ever play in the Premier League. And sometimes I don't even think he gets enough credit. He's just been so brilliant for Manchester City. It's crazy to think about it that there were actually issues between him and Pep um, in this first season where people were thinking that Pep didn't really like his style. But now it's um, there's no argument. He has to be on the first name on that team sheet every single week. He's just too good. Um, another match, Liverpool beat Crystal Palace 2-0. I think that was a pretty impressive win, though there was a bit of controversy around the first goal. But. Um, that being said, Liverpool were quite, quite comfortable throughout the whole match. These are the kind of matches that they um, lost or drew last season. So it shows a lot of improvement and I really need them to play well. As much as it hurts me that Liverpool is the team, is playing well, I need them to do well because I want to see a title race this season. I want um, I want Liverpool to be able to match City and I think they're the only club in the league so far who can do that. Um Spurs, they beat Fulham three one. Um was a fairly good match as well. Fulham actually were not bad at all. They created a lot of opportunities. Seri just looks like a steal. He looks like a bargain for those guys. I don't know how they even managed to sign him. But yeah, that was a brilliant signing for them. He looked really good in the match. His link up play, his passes, his um area balls, aerial balls, all those stuff. He he was really good. And yeah, they deserved to win at the end. Harry Kane finally got his first goal in August. So let's see. That means he's probably gonna win the golden boots by like ten goals this season because he's he was able to do it um all those seasons um for the past three years, well excluding last season. And he was able to do this all without scoring in August. So now that he started scoring in August, all bets are off, man. I don't know how many goals he's gonna get, but it's gonna be crazy. Um, Fixtures for this weekend. So we've got United versus Spurs. That's a huge match for United. They have to win this. If they don't, if they lose or even draw, I really don't know what the backlash is going to be. I think, honestly, I think Mourinho could get sacked even before the halfway point of the season because this team is just in shambles. Um, Hopefully Sanchez is back fit for this match. It seems like he is. He's back in training. He's been posting a lot of videos on um, Instagram. I think on... uh, Yeah, he's been posting a lot, though, showing that he's been working hard to get back to full fitness. And he loves scoring against Spurs, so we need him on that team. Um, Wolves versus Manchester City. Uh, There's really nothing to say about this. This is going to be three points again. I just really hope he plays Leroy Sané, because he's in my FPL. And... He hasn't started him in the last two games, and that's really been surprising, but yeah, easy three points for city Arsenal versus West Ham I'm really interested in seeing this finally, Arsenal gets a a mid level or lower team to play against. They play Chelsea and Manchester City, which to be fair, for a new manager coming in, those are the worst that's like the worst way to start a new campaign in a new club in a new in a new league as well. So now that he's playing against West Ham, I think we're going to get to really see um, Emery's philosophy and what his plans are to play, um, to use this Arsenal squad, how he's going to play. He's starting 11 as well. I'm going to be interested to see that. As I said earlier, I think he definitely should bench Shaka, and maybe even play Ramsey. I'm not sure if Ramsey is injured or not. But if, if he's fit, he could play him or he could play Torreira. I don't know. But he definitely needs to... Um. Fix that starting eleven. I know what his best um, starting eleven is. Liverpool, Brighton. Yeah, Liverpool should get easy three points here. I expect them to give Brighton a good thrashing. Yeah, Brighton might be on a high because they beat Manchester United last week, but nah, Liverpool—they're actually challenges to win the league, and they have a proper philosophy in place with a good manager, good players, so they should deal with Brighton quite easily. Newcastle-Chelsea at St. James's Park. This is going to be interesting as well. I think um, this is a different test for Sarri. This is going to be, um, even though Arsenal was a more difficult game, Chelsea doesn't really do well at St. James's Park. In fact, most big teams don't beat Newcastle um, in their own home that often. I, I remember last season, they lost three goals to nil. So it's going to be interesting to watch this match. I think Hazard should finally start playing um, from the beginning now. He's rested him enough. Um, Other World Cup stars have already started um, playing for the full 90 minutes or or starting at least from the beginning for their clubs. So I expect Hazard to start. And I want to see him play Kante, Kovacic and Jorginho. I want to see that midfield because that is a really exciting midfield to think about. So I think um yeah. Now let's see. Chelsea they might get the win, they've but they still have their defensive issues. Honestly, it wouldn't shock me if Newcastle got another win. Um so yeah, let's see how that goes. Um in other leagues, so we had um Real Madrid, they defeated um 2 0. Was the lowest attendance in a Bernabeu game since two thousand and nine. I wonder why that could have been. Maybe it's because there's a certain player that left the club over the summer that wasn't replaced. I don't know. My guess is as good as yours. But yeah, the stadium was quite empty. But still was a comfortable win for Real Madrid, which we would obviously all expect. Hedave is not a good club at all. Um, Gareth Bale got another goal. He seems like he's going to have a really good season. Um, Out of Ronaldo's shadow, let's see if he's able to keep fit. Let's see how far they go. Uh, I still do not expect them to win the league, though, because they didn't replace Ronaldo. And um, I really don't know. I'm still... I still have mixed feelings about um, Julian Lopetegui. I don't know how good he is as a coach. Barcelona beat Alaves 3-0. Lionel Messi with another free-kick goal. His free-kicks have just been so impressive uh, the past two seasons. I think um he's really stepped up his game there. He's really been practising. Even though in the past, I wouldn't say his free kicks were bad, but the rate at which he scores them, it's actually just crazy right now. He scores on almost like every week. But yeah, it was obviously going to be an easy game for Barcelona against Alaves. So they won that one 3-0. And um, yeah, let's see how they go in the season. Um, Valencia versus Atletico Madrid. That was also another interesting match. Um, As I said in the last week, I I see Atletico challenging for the league and um, they drew this match, but was always going to be a tough match. I expected it to be a really tough match. Valencia are always very good at home and yeah, they played they played a decent game. It was a very good game. One one was a fair result in the end. But Atl Atletico, Atletico are definitely gonna have easier fixtures down the line and they're gonna to get to really um play to their potential. Costas having a full season with their new signing Lemar and then they managed to keep Griezmann. They have a really good shot at winning the league this season. Um next week they over the weekend they play Rayo Kano So I expect them to blow them out of the waters. I mean, they don't usually score that many goals, so maybe like a 2-0 win. Yeah, that, that would be fine. Um, Barcelona's playing away against Valladolid. Um, Barcelona, they always seem to beat these smaller Liga teams with no issue. Messi's probably going to get another hat-trick or something. And uh, Girona is at home to Real Madrid. Let's see, I think Real Madrid should win this match as well. There, this is the first away match for Lopetegui. Let's see how it goes for them. Um on to Syria. Um Juventus won the match on Cristiano's debut. They won three two against Kievo. Was a interesting match. They opened the scoring very early in the match, but Kievo got the equalizer and then took the lead and um ronaldo had a few good opportunities he his link up play was quite good um i think the team is still trying to gel trying to um understand his game better there was this chance where he um played a one two a very beautiful one two and like the mid part of the field with um cuadrado i think and then, instead of Cuadrado to pass the ball back to Ronaldo, he decided to go for the shot. And definitely, you can tell that it's because Cuadrado has not played with Ronaldo for long. Um, eventually, with time, they'll start feeding him like very good crosses. Also, the starting eleven is interesting because we know in Real Madrid, Ronaldo likes to have that freedom to drift from the left wing to the center. But in this match, he was played as a striker. So... Let's see, when once um in the second half when Manzukich actually came on, Ronaldo was pushed back to the left wing and that was actually when he started playing a lot better. So I think the coach should play him there. But um, Allegri is definitely unsure as to what his best starting eleven is that would really suit Ronaldo's game and would really bring out the best in him. But it's Syria, so yeah, they're definitely gonna win the league again. He has ample time to figure that out. And it's really going to matter in the Champions League at the end of the day. So, yeah, that was that. Uh, Lazio versus Napoli. Napoli won two goals to one. Ancelotti's first um, game in charge. It's going to be interesting to watch how they play as well, um, considering they lost Jorginho and Sarri. Um, but they have a world-class coach, coach in Ancelotti. Um, they're probably going to be the closest challengers to Juventus again this season. So... It's going to be interesting. I hope they actually give them a good challenge, but it's going to be difficult. Juventus would still probably win it. Um, League 1. We've got um, Gengon versus PSG. PSG defeated Gengon, three goals to one. Um, Kylian Mbappe came off the bench to score a brace. That kid is just spectacular. He's just absolutely wonderful to watch. Um, well, yeah, easy, easy game for them. Uh they play against Angers um this weekend, um so I think they're gonna win that one again as well, and yeah, just give them the league honestly, the league has already been won. It's too easy for them. The closest um rivals are not even that great, so yeah, um some other fixtures actually in in Syria Napoli plays against AC Milan this weekend. That should be a very good match to watch as well because a lot is expected of AC Milan. Um, Gattuso is going to have them for a full season now. And they signed some decent players. Should be interesting. Let's see how that match goes. It's going to be a very tough match for both teams. Napoli is playing at home. But let's see. Um, Juventus versus Lazio as well. That's an interesting game. Um, Ronaldo's first home match. Um, Hopefully he opens his accounts against Lazio it's very likely that he does sooner or later and um roma versus atalanta that's another interesting match roma has also had um signed like a lot of good players and um, they won the opening match against torino 1-0 and this this time around let's see if they continue to push on and then inter milan they play torino they um lost their opening match which was surprising because they also got in a few good players Uh, Let's see if they can bounce back against Torino. But yeah, a lot of um, exciting matches this weekend should be fun to watch. I hope you guys enjoy the matches and um, we'll see uh, next week. Please leave me a review. Let me know what you think about the podcast, what I can improve upon, what I can... um, If you'd like me to talk about other things that I have missed, also let me know about that. And please leave a rating as well. So thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye-bye.